Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 138, which we are recording on Thursday, April 13th, 2017. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're recording on location again at the Yacht Harbor in Santa Cruz. But today we're facing the green side of the parking lot <laughs> and they're just beautiful little wildflowers and stuff. So we're not looking at the water, but it's still very pretty and it's peaceful. It's beautiful because we've had so much rain and still are having rain. Everything is green. Green, green Everything green. is green. Green it's and amazing. muddy. <laughs> green and muddy. Yes, that's that's the operative thing. So. All right. What are you wearing today? I am wearing my therapy shawl by Laura Alor. I should say what was wearing because as soon as we parked and the car started heating up, off it came. And that's why we're facing the green. We had to go find <laughs> shade. It was too, too, too warm in the sun. Yeah. My therapy shawl I knit last year in May, so almost a year ago, with leftovers of Tosh Merino Light and Stash. And the shawl started out as a stash buster, but it turned out to be one of my most worn shawls. And it's (laughs) so pretty. Yeah, and a shawl that I get compliments on all the time. Every time I wear it, there's something about the three colors that seem to appeal to a lot of people. And like I said, it was a stash buster. So just goes to show you can pull out those small bits from your stash, use them up and create something beautiful. <laughs> Magical. I actually yeah. grabbed a partial skein of Tosh Merino light in almost the same brown color oh. in your therapy shawl from the retreat de-stash oh, table right. for right. that I very remember. reason, because yours is so pretty. I thought maybe I can create something just yeah. as beautiful. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. Okay. What are you wearing, Gail? I am wearing my Oranya sweater by Ann Weaver, and this was a project I did for our self-indulgent knit-along in 2003, and Carol, CDN Carol, my friend, knit hers at the same time I was knitting mine. Mine is in Madeline Tosh yarn, and the main color is Coquette, and the contrasting colors and the color work yoke sleeves and hem are grays and blacks and it's a beautiful sweater that I don't wear nearly enough and today it was chilly this morning and I thought what a beautiful sweater to wear and right after I put it on I thought hmm it's getting mighty close to May I better go look in the Mad Tosh lovers group on Ravelry and guess what Mad May is happening again so anyone who's interested in knitting Madeline Tosh yarn for the month of May there is the, they call it Mad May, knit along all through May and check out the Madeline Tosh Lovers group on Ravelry for details. But there are specific items that are being knit and then there's the general categories for pretty much anything you can knit. So it's pretty fun. Who did you say designed Aranya? Ann Weaver. And Aranya was in a knitty magazine. And the Aranya is not for the faint of heart. It was a pretty thought requiring knit but very rewarding too i think they use piquant as the rating in knitty isn't that their top rating yeah yeah so but beautiful sweater it is beautiful i can't tell you how happy i was to see you wearing that because i don't think you wear that enough and i've always loved that sweater yep it's making a it's making a comeback in my wardrobe Good. good yeah you should wear that one more often and I love the colors, of course. Yes, so. exactly. Exactly. It's gorgeous, and it was a lot of work, and it fits you well. You should wear it. Thank you. And Mike was even, he commented when I walked out in it. 
because he likes that sweater too. That mm-hmm. one, and he likes my cabled sweaters a lot. So oh. he seems to like ones that require a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what are you stocking? I'm stocking a couple of things as usual. Post retreat, I have, <laughs> I have a same few thing. <laughs> more things to stock. Now at the Knockers retreat, we do a little event on Saturday night entitled what are you wearing (laughs) where folks get to bring sweaters garments accessories that they've made and they put tags on them with the name yarn with the pattern name I should say and the yarn name and are able to share their garments and you're able to look around and look at garments that other folks have made and perhaps try on even and There are always garments that I have never considered but see at the retreat and suddenly want to make them. A couple of them are, well, the first one is the V-neck boxy. Now, you guys know that I've made the regular boxy, the fingering white boxy before. Suddenly, I must make the V-neck boxy. (laughs) I have no idea why. There actually wasn't a v-neck boxy to try on at the retreat, but there were so many boxy sweaters and boxy style sweaters at the retreat that I just got the idea of the whole v-neck one in my head, and now I'm thinking I'll have to make it. And Robbie, <laughs> Robbie Photo Nidgal was knitting her v-neck boxy. Yes, yep. yes. and so that, that's probably why I have that one in my thoughts <laughs> it's at the forefront of your fantasy yes yeah. yeah it really is and it's just another lightweight sweater that i know i would will get a lot of wear out of because i wear my fingering white boxy all the time the second one that i'm stocking is one that i see elizabeth doherty wearing all the time and it's a sweater she's designed called helvetica now she made hers in a linen yarn and she wears hers i want to say all year round at least she wears it indoors because she was wearing it at stitches when we saw her and then she also had it this weekend at the retreat of course she had all of her sweaters so i saw all of her sweaters but this pattern it's not a new pattern it's several years old and I've gone back and forth on it before. The, the reason that I've never gotten serious about making it previously is because it's knit in the kestrel yarn, which is a really heavy linen. And in a garment, it actually produces a really heavy garment. So I'll have to see if I can consider a different yarn consider the kestrel maybe i'm not sure it's also really very expensive it is yeah and i actually have more of the lindy chain in my stash and i've even thought well maybe i could double it for the helvetica but we'll see i have several plans or well, several options several things that i'm considering doing with that Lindy chain. Mostly I'm thinking about now knitting summer tops and tees. That's what I want. I want to work on something 
some different kind of garments now. So I, I don't have any patterns in mind. It's mostly the I, the the idea has been put in my head mm -hmm. about summer tops and tees. And last year I made, I think it's called Buttercup. Yeah. I made that Buttercup in the coast yard. Oh, that's I really right. It liked. was so cute. And I didn't wear it very much last year, but along those lines, something like that, I just want to get more summer garments into my handmade rotation <laughs> or get more handmade garments to work into my yep. my outfit rotation I that get kind it. of I thing get it. so that my knitting is less seasonal i guess i should say so so i have garments to wear all year round is what i am trying to I say <laughs> You have year-round knitting knitwear options. Yes, gotcha. exactly. So that's kind of on my on the forefront of my planning right now. How about you? What are you stocking? Oh, I have a long stocking list okay. because the rest of my knitting lists are short. <laughs> but first, I wanted to say a huge thank you to Elizabeth Doherty for her presentation at the Knockers Retreat. So for the first time, we had an actual formal presentation. I'm not going to call it a class. And she did a one hour talk on knitting with linen. And she told us a lot of factual information about linen that I didn't know. And she brought a pattern to knit a bath mitt with your linen yarn. And in the goodie bags was Quince and Company Sparrow, 100% linen yarn. So we had, we each had a little ball of yarn to use to knit this mitt and the pattern from Elizabeth. And then she gave us some pointers and basically was saying, I would love it if the whole world experimented with knitting with linen because it's magical and here are some properties and it's better and better as you wash it. And it was a great hour long presentation and she just did it to be an awesome person because that's the way she is. So she was a retreat attendee and yet, you know, all of us were sitting around in our, the big room listening to her talk about knitting with linen. So thank you very much, Elizabeth. And what am I stocking? So the first thing I'm stocking, just like Charlene, you walk into this Saturday evening event at the retreat with some garments and things that you want to see that you know people brought and some that you don't even know people brought that end right. up on your radar. And the first one that struck me down was Light Rain by Hohi Locatelli. It's from the Interpretations 3 collection and it is so pretty. Mary knit that one and Mary I fall in love with sweaters based on her knitting and Suzanne's knitting every year at Knockers they have excellent too. taste in knitting garments and yarn and she knit light rain in a single ply western sky knits yarn that was in a beautiful blue color and light rain is I'm pretty sure it's top down it has a turtleneck long sleeves with thumb holes and it's kind of not quite tunic length but close with a split hem and I believe it has some cables on the front, but it's in a fingering weight yarn and the pictures on Hohe's pattern page, it's very oversized on Hohe, very oversized. So I've always admired it, but I never thought of it as something that I'd really necessarily knit. Well, I tried on Mary's and as soon as I tried it on, I don't remember who was in the room with me and I turned around and I said, oh, Charlene has to see this. <laughs> and I didn't want to just wear the sweater around while I was looking for Charlene. So I took it off, but I brought Charlene in the room and I said, you've got to try this on. So that shot way up in my queue and I even have yarn that I want to use and 
I'm really looking forward to knitting that. I can see that being a basic staple in my wardrobe when it's chilly. Or, you know, just, you could even wear it around the house with pajama pants. It doesn't need yeah. to be. You know, her sweater and the pattern images are just so different. Right. Charlene they has. They were so different. Hohe's pictures up right now. And it's really, really, really oversized on Hohe. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. It wasn't just color, although the color difference is striking. I like Hohe's, though, has a speckled yarn. Oh, I do. Light, I light love color it. Speckled, the speckles. color difference, the other one was a bright jewel, jewel tone blue. It, just so different because of the way this one is pictured on the model it's so oversized whereas the other one while still oversized enough so that you didn't lose the drop shoulder look it was just much more fitted yeah a very different sweater even the turtleneck so in the pictures on Hohe's pattern page it's more like a cowl neck and Mary's was a closer fitting turtleneck yeah. it did not drape down towards your shoulders like that at all it's interesting what you can do with the patterns. Yeah, I will very, be very referring to Mary's project page, hoping that she put some details in there. So that was the first one, Light Rain by Hohe Locatelli. The second one is a shawl. It's called Hansel, and it's a hap shawl by Gudrun Johnston. And she has both a hap, which is a square, and a half hap, which is a triangle. And I've admired this one for a long time, but Erin knit one in the past, and Monica was knitting one at the retreat, and watching Monica knitting on hers and hearing Erin talking about the one she finished, I think I'm going to knit it. And it's a beautiful, so picture it, it's either a square or a triangle, and the border is almost like a feather and fan lace. And some people do it in several different colors, some people do it in gradients. The pattern pictures, the shawl is mostly shown in natural colored yarns, and I have that Cormo Elemental Effects skein of natural. Mm -hmm. I would love to knit Hansel with that yarn. I think it would be gorgeous. I don't know if I have enough, but that's my goal. And then I don't know what colors I'll use for the edging, but it's really pretty. And some people just end the border with the feather and fan, or there's a treatment that goes beyond that in the main color. So it's really pretty. There are obviously ways to modify it. And I think Erin said that the pattern comes with both the full hap and the half hap mm. sizes, I think. So that one, again, Hansel by Gudrun Johnston. Another shawl that made my radar at the retreat was Close to You by Justina Lorkowska. I think Charlene has stocked this one before. I have. Yeah. I it, really like that one as well. It's really pretty. It's a one scanner, and it's a simple shawlette that has a beautiful lace edging, and our friend Stella was knitting it at the retreat, sitting right next to me. And there were some on the table for the what are you wearing night. And they were in anything from highly variegated to speckled to solid or tonal yarns. I think it's pretty in any yarn it, that you pick. I it's would a agree. really beautiful little shawl. And it's free on Ravelry. And the pattern page shows it pictured in a multicolor yarn which is kind of nice. Highly variegated. Yeah, a highly mm -hmm. variegated yarn. It's kind of nice because a lot of times shawls are pictured in solids and you have these skeins of variegated and you don't know what to do with them. So that's, I, I kind of like the fact that this one is pictured in the variegated, giving you 
that idea that you can use. You it. can picture it. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, sorry to interrupt. No, you didn't. You just <laughs> added to my description. I think one of the really cool things about this shawl also is that Justina's husband started dyeing yarn in the not too distant past. And she designed this shawl to use with his yarn. And mm. it's called Close to You because he said he wanted to dye yarn to be closer to her and her knitting because he doesn't knit necessarily, or maybe he does now. So he wanted to help with the yarn. So it's just a sweet story, I think. So that one is Close to You by Justina Lorkowska, free on Ravelry. The other one shawl that I'm stocking is not a result of Knockers. It's a result of the Colors of Fall palette. So hopefully you've all had a chance to go look at the New York Fashion Week and London Fashion Week palettes from Pantone for fall mm -hmm. 2017. There's a lot of chatter about that at yeah. the retreat. A lot of chatter. Fun. And there were several people knitting in Colors of Fall. Yeah. So we had Erin and Kristen both. This was a funny coincidence. It was like how Charlene and I work with our, you know, shared knitting mind, the hive mind. So they were completely in different states. They both picked the same shawl pattern <laughs> and the same color palette. And they were both knitting it at the same time at the retreat. Erin lives in Seattle. Kristen lives in Arizona. Yet they both had the same shawl with the same colors. It was kind of spooky. That was cool. It was cool. Erin's colors were brighter and Kristen's were a little more muted, but they were the same colors. Yes, and it was the navy, the gray, and a yellow or gold. And then I think one of them had one of them had a red, red for yeah. the fourth color and one of them had yeah. a different color. So that was the only way that they changed. But don't remember the name of that, but it was a long rectangular wrap. But the shawl I'm stocking is a new free pattern on Ravelry called the Outing Shawl. And I have some rustic sport weight yarn left over from previous projects and lurking in my stash that hasn't been used yet in navy the light gray, and I acquired a skein of a dusty pink. So I want to do the outing shawl with gray as the main color. And then if you check out the pattern, there are little stripes in the body and then there's more color work at the edge. And it's just a big, comfy, cozy shawl. And I think it would be really pretty in the ballet pink, peony navy, neutral gray, is that what it's called, I think? And I don't know what fourth color I'll use, if I use a fourth color at all. So that was the color palette that Charlene said would look so pretty together, those three mm -hmm. colors. And I even took a picture of the three yarn colors together, which I'll show you later. <laughs> They're really pretty, really, really pretty. So that nice. was an excellent idea. And last but not least, I am looking for suggestions. So I want you to help me stock for a shawl about 500 yards of fingering weight because Robbie, photo knit gal, gave me hand spun yarn at the retreat that is the most glorious pink with a little bit of purple here and there that I've ever seen and it's been on my desk ever since I got home from knockers so that I can pet it throughout the day and I want to know a perfect shawl pattern to knit that yarn in. You know she gave me some hand spun purple tones. <laughs> she knows us well. the same amount so we both need patterns. Uh, yes, we both yep. need ideas for hand spun. So that's we're we're looking to you guys for ideas there because we could we could make special, the same special, shawl special special yarn. Oh, and we could come out looking totally different. Oh, we could make the yeah. same shawl pattern with her hand yeah. spun. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna get all weepy. 
but yes, I will put, well, the pictures are already up in my stash. So if you guys are curious, it's just beautiful pink. And if you happen to see her pictures on Instagram, I was ooing and aahing over her pictures and then unwrapped it at knockers and almost cried because it was just so spectacular. And since we've been talking about the retreat, we wanted to take a minute to thank all of the amazing sponsors who gave beautiful door prizes and raffle prizes for the Knockers Retreat. And I think we've mentioned before that our pet charity for the Knockers Retreat are Knitted Knockers. And every year we ask people to bring knitted knockers that they're going to donate to women who have had mastectomies. And this year we got 207, I think. Knitted about knockers, right. two gigantic boxes yeah. full of knockers. So we had a huge jump over last year. I think last year we had just under a hundred, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So almost double this year. It was fabulous. It's so amazing. And our friend Carol had a perfect idea. She said she's going to try to knit one a month from now until the next knockers. Yeah. So you'll I have like 12 that. and I'm, I'm going to do that too, because I have a skein of the ultra Pima cotton in stash that I got at Stitches and anyone who's local the Swift Stitch now carries it right so it's easy to get yeah. so that really makes it appealing so one a month from now until next uh April mm-hmm. yep I'm gonna have a great idea yep six pairs of knockers but I wanted to tell you about some of our fabulous sponsors so these are people who just because they're awesome donated something that took their time energy and a part of their profits you know, of course, yes, they get some marketing benefit from it, but I get to touch every single one of these prizes. And I can't tell you how beautiful these things are because Barb and I hand out the door prizes and the raffle ticket prizes. So I literally get to touch every single one of them. And Very cool. some of the fabulous donators or sponsors were Neighborhood Fiber Company, Western Sky Knits, Dragonfly Fibers, Twisted Owl Studios, Sincere Sheep, Invictus Yarns. Oh my gosh, Sue of Invictus Yarns went way above and beyond. We had a grand prize of a sweater quantity of yarn thanks to Knitting Rose, who also was an amazing sponsor. And there were four people who knit 14 knockers apiece, 14 each. And we did the sweater quantity as a grand prize. Well, Sue of Invictus Yarns attends the retreat and she said, I will give each of the other three people who don't win the sweater quantity a free skein of yarn for my shop. So Sue, you're amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Thank you so much. Also, we had Dizzy Blonde Studios. We had Dream and Color. We had Quinson Company. We had Durand Dye Works, Leading Men Fiber Arts, Desert Vista Dye Works. She donated a ton of stuff. Knitting Rose Yarns, like I just mentioned. And let's see, Jane's Designer Yarn Patterns. We had other, okay, these are individuals. We had, I'm sorry, I keep getting a message popping up on my screen, so I apologize for the mouse clicks. We had prize packages from Alana Dacos of Never Not Knitting. We had flexible blocking wires from Lazadas.net. We had project bags from Rainstorm Studios, Frog Peak Creations, Front Rage Bags, Buffy and Designs. We had patterns from Brenda Castile and Helen Stewart. And we had copies of Stranded Magazine from Erin and Monica and project bags from our personal Yarniac friends, Melissa Martin and Zoe, who is Espresso Bean. So please, these people all have shops and or Etsy stores. Please 
check these stores out because they all make fabulous products. They're all incredibly generous. They're all very nice. We had a couple people who donated things who don't even have shops. Mm -hmm. So our friend Carol, who is Love Pie, made two project bags and I won one of them. So I did. Yeah. So she doesn't even have a shop. She just did it to be nice. And one of our listeners recently sent us a giant box of lovely yarn and some of that yarn went to retreat prizes as well. So thank you to all of our sponsors for the retreat. And you recognize a lot of those names because they also sponsor our knit alongs. So thank you for listening to that list and please do go out and check out their shops and buy their awesome merchandise. And now let's move on to what are you knitting? So I am knitting a sweater called Yellow Brick Road by Ella Torrente. Now this pattern has been in my queue for years. The pattern, let's see, pattern was published back in May 2014. So I don't remember how long it's been in my queue, but a while. And it's really a basic raglan style cardigan. And it can be a top button or some folks have buttons all the way down. And if you recall that top button style, somewhat like the February lady sweater, I used to wear that sweater so much. It was my summer go-to sweater and it probably will be again once the weather gets warm. Yeah. And then wear your blue one all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. And there's something about that top button style that is really easy to wear. So I've had yarn also in my stash for years. So I'm finally getting around to making this one. I am using some purple neighborhood fiber company studio DK that I have had in my stash since thank you Ravelry stitches West <laughs> 2014. So it's a great thing for me. I'm getting two things. Well, one thing out of my queue and one thing out, out of my stash. stash and I'll have a sweater that hopefully I will wear a lot because it's a style that I know has been a winner for me and my wardrobe style in the past. I haven't decided really if I'm going to make it top button or buttons all the way down the front yet. I'll have to try it on pretty soon because I'm already below the, I think I'm below, yeah. I'm, well, no, actually I haven't quite gotten to putting the arms on scrap yarn yet. So I'm just about there and then I'll have to try it on, figure out what I'm going to do because if I want to make it button all the way down, I'll want to work in some increases somewhere That's what I was along just the way. Okay, so. Because it's although it's not written into the pattern, a lot of times those sweaters that are supposed to button all the way down don't have enough room for no, they me. Kind of gap. Yeah, yeah, and the bottom ends up, that. you have to pull it so yeah. tight, and I don't really care for that look. So if I do want to button it all the way down, I'm going to work in increases when when I get to that point. So I'll, tr I'll be trying it on soon. Again, that is Yellow Brick Road by Ella Torrente. The second thing that I have started is another Klein shawl. The Klein is a pattern by Jennifer Dashow. 
and I started this as a planned project for the knockers retreat. I needed something that was fairly easy to work on in a group. This shawl has two color yarns, two alternating stitch patterns. One is just garter, the other is just stockinette. So nothing too intense, but you do several rows in one color and one stitch, and then you do a thin row in the other color in the other stitch. So one yarn is always in stockinette, one yarn is always in garter, but the two change positions at some point so that the stripes get bigger in one color and they're smaller on the other part of the shawl. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. But just goes to show, even though I think it's going to be the easiest thing, I have to admit there was a point at the retreat where I had to tink back two rows because <laughs> I kept going in stockinette with the wrong color. Oops. And it See, was supposed to be garter. I would have so. left that in because it would have reminded me of being at the retreat. <laughs> I totally would have left that in. So I didn't even occur to me to consider that. And if I had thought of it, maybe I would have. But I tinked it back so it didn't take, it was at a point where I was not very far along, to, to be honest. I'm not very far along on the shawl at all. So it didn't take a long time to tink back. But these are the two colors of yarn. They're so pretty together. Yeah, one of them is a light tonal gray. And the other one is, it's a... Stormy sprinkles. Stormy sprinkles from Candy Skein. So it's pastel sprinkles yarn. Both of them are pretty pale, not pale, light. Light toned. Light toned. So it's not a muted. high muted. It's yeah, it's not a high contrast shawl, but I really like these colors together. And I tried them as a pure joy together, and it didn't bring me joy. So <laughs> I that was the one that I had cast on. I think it was New Year's Day. Yeah, I think I cast it on. And I just didn't like the way that the two colors played with that pattern. But with this one, I'm really loving it. And I think part of it is that I really wanted the Stormy Sprinkles to be in stockinette. I think it looks much, much better in stockinette. I don't know I why like it a is. lot in stockinette. So it. it's a really interesting little shawl. I, I loved it since I saw it in person last year at the Fiber event. Fiberfest? Fiberfest, I think it's called. Oh, Yarn Fest. Yarn, Yarn Fest in Loveland, Colorado. So again, Klein Shawl by Jennifer Dessau. And what are you knitting, Gail? Well, first I want to apologize for the squeaky seat of my car. Every time I squirm, my seat creaks. <laughs> so hopefully that's not too loud on the microphone. So I am finishing the 10th row on my sock yarn blanket, which all yarn in the 10th row is from Robbie, photo Nick gal. She brought me a huge bag of minis to the retreat, which is so wonderful. I was just over the moon. All the things that she gave us were just, she's so sweet and wonderful. Just, just as awesome in person as I knew she would be. And so I instantly cast on my 10th row when we arrived and I managed to knit eight squares at the knockers retreat. And in, in the following five days, I only knit two and a half. Because I was so tired every night. But the sock yarn blanket is going swimmingly. And actually, 
I received so many compliments on that blanket at Knockers. So many people asked me, so how are you doing it? How many rows of the gray are you using? How many stitches do you cast on? I think next year, at least Janai, if not more people will be knitting that blanket. So <laughs> I, I love that how knitting inspire, you know, we inspire each other when you see things in person. Just like we always say, sometimes the pattern photos don't inspire you. Yep. Just like you were saying with that Hohe sweater and then you see it in person. I got to knit that yeah. now. So that's the sock yarn blanket. And on my project page in Ravelry, it links to the actual pattern that I used as the basis for my squares. But I just looked at all the mitered squares and went for the ones where I liked the decreases that form the mitered center the best. And there are many sock pattern, sock yarn patterns out there. So I just recommend looking for the one you like best and then altering the cast on stitches based on the size of square you want. So mine, I have 24 stitches on either side of the square and I miter down from there. And all those notes are on my project page in Ravelry. The second thing I'm knitting is my Divi Poncho by Jumper Cables. And this has grown so considerably since the last time we podcasted. So I was Somewhere around row 40, around 40, I think, on the raglan increases. And I said that there were a hundred of them I had to do or something like that before I moved to the next part of the shaping. Well, at Knockers, my row counter switched over oh. to zeros again. <laughs> so now I'm on round 105 is what I'm knitting right now. And it goes from a cowl neck to raglan shaping to modified raglan shaping. So I'm in the modified raglan shaping section now. I'm almost done with my first skein yeah. of yarn. It's very small. And then I have a whole nother skein of yarn to go. So I'm not even halfway through it yet, but I made a lot of progress during my traveling for work because mm -hmm. there were some delays where I could knit <laughs> on Divi for a long time. So that's the Divi poncho. And I love the yarn. It's Verb for Keeping Warm's Reliquary 2 Merino Silk Blend in a beautiful pink that matches all the blooming trees right now. And I cast on a new sweater. I cast on the Cherry Bloom, speaking of blooming trees, Yeah. by Lena Toasty. And it is a top-down colorwork yoke sweater. And instead of using four colors, I'm using three. So the main color is a dark tonal gray. Neighborhood Fiber Company from Stitches 2014. So Charlene and I both bought a lot of Stitches yarn that year at Neighborhood Fiber Company. And it's been sitting in our stashes waiting for the perfect project. And I'm using Madeline Tosh, Tosh Merino Light in Molly Ringwald and Neighborhood Fiber Company's Mondomin. They're bright, 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 bright pink for the flowers in the yoke. And it looks so pretty. But lots of the color work rounds have three colors in the round so there's a lot of yarn management happening so I haven't been knitting on it very much because I haven't been in a place where yarn management was easy to maintain mm -hmm. so it's not progressing too quickly but as soon as I get past the color work it'll just be smooth sailing stocking it from there so pretty excited about that one that's cherry bloom by Lena Toasty so what have you finished since the last episode I have finished two things from the Interpretations 4 collection. Can you believe that? Yeah. Two things. First is that monochrome cowl. Yay! So you uh, actually cast off? Yes. Or bound off? Yes. Right on. Bound off, blocked, photographed. Ooh, you've, 
You've even taken pictures? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm impressed. We never take pictures anymore. It was a cowl that I got on the needles for Stitches West this year because it was an easy knitting in the round project. I was making mine in a lace yarn and that didn't take up much room. It was easy to travel with. The yarn that I used is called Isadora by Miss Babs. It's a yarn that she has since discontinued, but very light, very easy to work with. I used, let's see, 688 yards for the finished cowl. And I knit the cowl pretty much to the pattern, except for the very last lace section. I shortened it because my row gauge was larger than the row gauge for the pattern. So my cowl was already really tall, as in it's a cowl that's kind of in the same style or in the same fashion, I guess, as the three color cashmere cowl. So it's very tall. In other words, I could lift it up and cover my face and hold it up and it was already tall enough. So I did, I think, half the repeats for the last lace section, which you can still see. It's still got that nice lace section in Ooh, there. Your, color, your pictures are pretty. Yeah, and it was very easy to knit. It, it took me a long time, granted, because I was only working on it, usually podcasting once yeah. Stitches was over. It wasn't but receiving monogamous No, love. it wasn't. But I loved working on it. I really highly suggest that if you need a great travel project. Although I know how he has, I think she calls it the retreat cowl or something. Yes. She does have another one that is often recommended for retreat knitting. so Or sitting and chatting knitting, that yeah. kind of thing. I want to try yours on if you don't mind because yeah. I have that skein of lace weight uh, Manos del Uruguay that I bought at mm. oh yeah and TNNA yeah yeah and I'm thinking about bringing that on vacation I think so I have that another vacation be... coming up and that would yeah. be a great small portable easy I think that project would be a great use for the marina yeah okay absolutely so that was Monochrome by Hohila Catelli from the Interpretations 4 collection Second thing I've finished is my little bird sweater. It's so lovely. <laughs> little bird by Vera Valimaki from Interpretations 4. I've got it here in my hot little hand. I'm squishing it because I'm so happy <laughs> with the way it turned out. Now this pattern calls for a lace weight yarn. Vera knit her sample in the prairie yarn from Mad Tosh. I did not knit mine in a lace weight yarn, but I used the Holst yarn Coast, which is a very light fingering yarn. Different fiber composition. Mine is 55 merino, 45 cotton. It's that blend that you've heard me talk about several times in the past year. In fact, I was looking at my stash for it. It says the purchase date is 2015. Did we really buy it? We must have bought it yeah, in 2015. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. I, I feel like it wasn't that long ago when we purchased yeah, it. It's been that long. But okay. So I'm finally using it. I used less than I thought I would. And she tried because... to give me back an extra skein and I wouldn't let her. <laughs> no, no, you keep it. Well, the one thing that I did change in the pattern is the length. 
Now, the original version is, as written, is much more of a tunic-length sweater. And the style of the sweater is very boxy, reminiscent of Hohe's boxy sweater. The sleeves are drop shoulder in the same fashion, and except for the length. Like I said, the length, as written, is much more of a tunic length. But I wanted to make mine uh, more along the lines of the boxy length, which is a little bit shorter. So while the pattern calls for four, well, I should mention the pattern has lace stripes which is what makes it different from boxy. It's got these beautiful lace stripes in it, and the original pattern is written to have six lace stripes, and mine only has four. So it's considerably shorter, and then at the retreat, I tried it on and decided I would do a split hem as well. So the front hem is short like my boxy in the front and then the back part of the hem towards the back has an about a half an inch and a half to two inches of length longer than the front i really like the look i can't wait to see it on you i yeah. saw her try it on before she split for the hem so I haven't seen it since, but, you know, I'm basically going to be copying you for my vacation <laughs> knitting because I think I'm going to knit that with my navy. So I leave on vacation the day after the summer solstice. So our Colors of Fall Knit Along will have just started. And I think I'm going to use my navy coast to knit one of those. Uh -huh. And then I'm going to use my marina to knit the monochrome. So I'm basically yeah. going to be copying you just a couple, a couple months later. I think those are both really good travel knitting ideas number and one be on trend for fall oh yes. my gosh because there's blue i think there's at least one color of fall in that marina yarn yeah they both pack a punch for small space yarns mm -hmm. and i would recommend for little bird doing what i did before the retreat which is knit down to where you join under the arms so that the majority of your vacation knitting is just round and round on the body. But that means I cast on before our knit along date oh, that's starts. True. So I don't know. That's true. <laughs> I'm not eligible to win prizes, but still that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> that's true. I didn't think about that. But it did knit very fast. The you top did. Part you burned through really that, fast for that me. project. I was so surprised when so, yeah. So those are the two things I have finished. Have you finished anything, Gail? I did. I finished my Red Katana by Svetlana Volkava, which I've talked about on the last couple of episodes, and I love it. I got to show it off at the retreat, and it was knit with two different colors of candy skeins, merino cashmere nylon base, which is pure heaven. It's called the Luscious Fingering Base, and mm. that's a very apt name because it really is luscious. And I really enjoyed it. The colors are gorgeous. And it, even though the colors are bright, it's kind of a subtle stripe for me. So the, mm -hmm. the turquoise color and then the more natural color, the contrast of the two is not as in your face as most of the things that I knit. And I really, really like it. They're both kind of speckly and beautiful. And I enjoyed showing that off. So love that shawl. It's yeah, very squishy too it since beautiful. it's in garter. And we have a sponsor this episode, which is actually really fun because I lately have been drinking a lot of tea. I, I get into these 
modes where I don't drink any tea and then suddenly I want to drink tea all the time. And I only really drink herbal and green tea. And we have a sponsor who's a tea maker. And since so many podcasters talk about the tea they're drinking, I thought it was kind of serendipitous that this is our first sponsor in a really long time. It is. It is. And we're really excited to welcome Plum Deluxe to the Yarniacs podcast. Do you love trying new teas? Treat yourself to a Plum Deluxe Tea of the Month subscription. For only $10 a month, you'll receive a hand-blended, all-organic, loose-leaf tea thoughtfully chosen for the season. Tea Club members also enjoy special benefits like gift swaps, free shipping on all purchases, and access to a very loving tea community. A tea subscription also makes a fantastic gift. And Mother's Day is coming up. It really is. I would love a tea subscription, wouldn't you? I would, actually. And I was also thinking, so he's going to send us some to try. So our right. next episode will have real reports on how we enjoyed his tea. I ordered the Garden Grove Green Tea and Celebration Blend Darjeeling Tea. And he not not only is it all organic, but it's also free trade and hand blended and, you know, all those special touches. So I'm really looking forward to trying it. And not just would that tea subscription be great for oneself, but I'm going to bring some of his teas to my friends who I see on vacation. I'm going to France this summer with the Mm -hmm. family. And some of you listening right now who I'm planning to see there, I'm going to bring you some tea. So I'm super (laughs) excited, super, super excited. Well, and I've been pretty much mostly caffeine free. I've cut out a lot of caffeine. And so Plum Deluxe has caffeine-free options as well. Visit plumdeluxe.com slash tea to join now. And I was I spent some time on the Plum Deluxe website. It's really a lot of information to take in. And as we mentioned, there's a, a whole tea community where people chat about their teas. And a portion of the subscription goes into philanthropy projects. So they also have a little page where they talk about what a certain percentage of sales goes to charity projects, which is kind of nice, which is very nice. Yeah, and just the website is really nice, and his story is really cool. Yes. The man who, who's behind the tease. So check it out. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. All right, so today we're going to do Where Are They Now? And we're accompanied by the crows. The crows are outside <laughs> saying, we want tea. They're being very cranky out there. Okay, so this is where I explain why I made that funny face earlier when you talked about your Aranya sweater. Okay. You know how you and I are often on the same yep. wavelength We share a hive mind for knitting. So we totally do. the sweater that I had picked out to talk about is my transverse cardigan also by and no Weaver. way yes oh my gosh <laughs> whoa we do, we're doing that? it again so the transverse cardigan was originally published in interweave knits in the spring of 2010 i knit mine back in september of 2011 along with several other knitters at the yarn shop that i work at i wasn't really sure if i would like this style of sweater because as written it has asymmetrical fronts one side is longer than the other and it buttons at the top but it 
since one side, one front is longer than the other, it buttons a little off center. So the buttons don't go down the center of the sweater. It buttons on the side, almost like a double breasted. Like at your collarbone, kind of? A little yeah, lower just, than that? Just a little bit off center. Okay. So it's it could almost like a double breasted if you had two columns of buttons where mm -hmm. one of them extent was on the side. Okay. But it's not double breasted, but that's just the way it buttons. So I wasn't sure if I'd like that. So I started out knitting it and in the end I ended up keeping the fronts the same size. Oh, okay. Which although it it made the front less interesting than the original pattern, but it also meant that I wore it more. And I wore it a lot when I first knit it because it's also a very short sweater. Well, cropped. I was going to say <laughs> it's that it's, word that it's, it's we don't that, know if we like it or not. Yeah, it's that it's that hit, hits at that place and it's almost like boxy, that kind of short. Okay, not so cropped, not cropped, but just high hip. High Yeah. That that's a good way to describe it, high hip. But when I was looking through my list of sweaters to pick from I realized that I haven't really worn it recently so it makes me realize that maybe I'll pass maybe it's time for me to pass this one on oh you don't want to reuse the yarn you're just going to pass it on I'm thinking uh, this one I might just pass on there's nothing wrong with either the sweater or the design but I just have other sweaters now that kind of take that niche yes, in it. my wardrobe yep so I may be starting a pile for our Knockers 2018. Already? Already? <laughs> oh my gosh. We were joking because every time we go to a knitting event, it looks like we're running away from home. We think I think we've mentioned that on the podcast before. Knockers was even more so because we have the door prizes and all these other things and you're bringing yarn for the D stash room. And yeah. we had so many bags. It was just silly. We did because we had books, prizes, things for the D stash room. I had a big box of the event t-shirts. We just had a lot. Plus our own stuff. Plus right. stuff we brought for the what are you wearing event. Right. And other people ask right. us, you know, can we try can this we, on yes, and things exactly. like that. So, exactly. yeah, it looks silly. The entire back of my car was filled with stuff. It was very silly. But it really silly. felt good when we came home. Yeah, because we came home we lighter. so much less. So much less. That so the fun. idea of starting a new pile already is almost more than I can handle because my closet was overwhelmed for a very long time and I wanted to be free of that for a while. Yes. So I think it was the first year of Knockers when we had the D-Stash room. We've had the D-Stash room every year, but the first year, I believe, I was the year that I D-Stashed sweaters. I brought several yeah, so sweaters and People took them. I even heard from somebody who said to me this year that she still wears the sweater Karen, yeah, that she took yeah. from the d stash. She has is, one from one of mine, too. Oh, which is awesome. I agree. And then this year, I know Celia had brought a bunch of sweaters, and she de-stashed several sweaters, too. So, new trend. People are de-stashing yeah. sweaters in the de-stash room. This is the only year I haven't brought sweaters to de-stash, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, but last year I brought lipstick that I gave to Nicole. There were several that I brought, yeah. so... Yeah, so that was the Transverse Cardigan by Ann Weaver.
There we go. And we've heard them. All right. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Our hive mind strikes again. Exactly. And here it goes again because you were talking about the button top button sweaters. Yeah. Well, my where is it now is my Jenica hoodie, which is a pattern oh. by Hoagie Locatelli, which also is a top button sweater. And every so I wear it a lot lately because it's the Madeline Tosh Aaron base, which is it's actually produced by the Aaron base by Imperial Stock Ranch, but mine was dyed by Madeline Tosh. Now, Madeline Tosh doesn't dye it any longer, but you can get it from Imperial Stock Ranch. And it is an Aaron weight yarn, but the name of the base is Aaron, E-R-I-N. So I used charcoal gray for my Jenica. I love it, but when I wear it, because it's top button, I sometimes think, Am I dating myself by wearing a top button sweater? Do these actually, are these fashionable anymore? And then I always tell myself, who cares? I love the sweater. I don't care if it's fashionable. I'm wearing it because I like it. So that was my, my first thinking about what sweater I wanted to talk about. Like, oh, Jenica has been back in the rotation because our weather has been so variable here. I've been able to wear my thicker weight sweaters, like, I wear Citadel all the time Mm -hmm. and Jenica is a little bit dressier than Citadel. And so I wear it kind of when I'm leaving the house sometimes, otherwise just around the house. But that's a sweater I knit in September of 2012. And I talked about it on episodes 18 and 19. So episode 18, I was stalking it. By episode 19, I had finished it. I knit that sweater in two weeks. Wow. I can't imagine. It's a, it's like cover your butt sweater that has a hood and long sleeves, and it's cabled with an interesting c- construction. And I looked at the dates, and I thought, I must have been mistaken. I couldn't. But in my project notes, I was saying every day what I had done, hmm. and I couldn't knit a sweater that fast anymore. I don't know. Maybe I, I was working at the time. I don't know how I could have done that. I don't know. So... It was a quick knit for me, but yeah. but I don't think that's normally how it turns out. And while I was looking at our show notes for episodes 18 and 19, I noticed that we had linked to a tutorial done by Inez, who is Edler007 on Ravelry. So that's E-D-L-E-R-007. She did a tutorial, which I believe you can scroll through her project page and find it in her projects, for how to alternate two skeins of yarn. So if you're knitting with two skeins from an indie dyer, perhaps, and you want to make sure that you don't have the color change when you switch from one skein to another and you want to alternate them, that's what the tutorial is written for. But it also works if you're alternating between two colors for a stripe on a sweater or something like that. And I just thought when I saw that, oh, we should really remind people that that tutorial exists because I think someone was asking how to do that at the retreat. Okay. I think Carol, maybe it was Carol has, or she asked recently for a demonstration or something. I remember that recently. So if anyone's interested on that tutorial, Edler 007 and look through her projects and you can get a little, little tutorial on that. Okay. All right. And I think that's it for episode 138. I had to double check and look at my notes for 138. <laughs> I think so. And just want to say we had such a fabulous time at the Knockers Retreat. Thank you to everyone who joined us. We wish you could all join yeah, us. <laughs> I so wish we could do that. Yeah. It was it was wonderful. And thank you again 
to our sponsors and those who donated prizes and time and effort time and all and the effort, things our fellow committee members it was just a wonderful event and it gets better every year too because we're becoming a well-oiled committee machine we're all getting better at our individual tasks and yes. things like that so it's it becomes more fun for us as yeah, attendees as well i think so i really had a good time this I year think so and speaking of fun i also wanted to thank everybody who responded to my off the cuff question in the last last episode of how often during the day do you think about knitting? Some of those answers were hysterical. I was reading them out loud to Mike. I said, oh my gosh, you know, there are some people who think about knitting as much as teenage boys think about sex. And he looked right. at me and he said, do you think about it that much? I was like, oh, um, uh, you know, non-committal answers. Yes, maybe. <laughs> so your answers were hysterical. I am glad that you validated the fact that I am not the only one in the world who fantasizes about knitting all the time. So Fantasy knitting, it's a thing. It's a real thing. And thanks for all the chatter about the Colors of Fall palette because it's already, I mean, so we, we start June 20th. We did our research and the summer solstice is June 20th. So that will be the start of the knit along. We will end at the fall equinox, which is in September, but I don't know the date because I didn't research that far ahead. And that means three months of knitting pretty much anything you want, as long as it includes one of the colors from the two palettes somewhere in your yarn. And as long as you style that finished object in some way that we can see it. So someone asked if they could do some kind of pillow or home decor and show it styled in their room. And I said, heck yeah, that'd be really cool. That would be. So it doesn't have to be a garment or an accessory. Mm -hmm. It could be a houseware piece. It could mm -hmm. be, you can spin, you can knit, you can crochet. You could weave, so it's not, we call it a knit along, but we're not specific to knitting. And as long as it has the color represented somewhere and mm -hmm. we see how you've styled it, that's all there is to it. And I'm looking forward to it. Me too. The colors are growing on me too. It happens every time. I yeah. look at them first and go, eh, I don't know. And then after looking at them for a few weeks, yeah. I start to see I like better the possibilities. New York I, I prefer the New York yeah. palette too. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. And happy knitting. Happy knitting. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gailey Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gailey Whaley.